This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. We're joined by a very special guest because, and actually someone who made a little bit of sporting history in the UAE earlier this week. Olivia Jackson is a PGA teaching professional at the Pete Cowan Academy at Emirates Golf Club. And earlier this week, Olivia became the first female player to win a UAE PGA Order of Merit event, which is basically, Chris, the season-long competition that the professionals based here in the UAE play out in a stroke play format. I think they have something like a dozen events every every year, and that ends, of course, with the Dubai Golf Trophy, which is the matchup yes. against the amateurs. It's a very prestigious tournament. There's some very fine players on it, and Olivia shot a 69 on the Faldo course. Hugely impressive, and you've said it, a trailblazer. I think that's the word we used at the top of the show and we're delighted that Olivia has hopped on down to kick her sports bar to have a little natter with us this afternoon we start by saying normally a very good afternoon to you Olivia congratulations history made thank you very much for having me on your show this afternoon no don't be silly it must be an amazing feeling for you let's go back to when you won this what was the reaction you were telling us all fair the reaction from the wider public has been immense a little overwhelming I'm sure but take us back the winning putt and the feelings and the emotions that you went through well, I mean, I didn't really know that I'd won. So um, I got off the golf course and uh, Luke Plum, who I was playing with, was doing all the live scoring. And um, I knew I'd, I'd had a good score, but I came off and I said to him, um, you know, how did I do? Where did I finish? And he's like, you've won. You've won by, you've won by three shots. And I went, oh, all right, OK. And then, you know, the, ne- the next thing was I walked into the clubhouse and uh, David Gray went, you know, history maker. And I, and I didn't. I didn't even realise that a woman hadn't won before. So it kind of didn't really sink in until I got into bed that night where I was just kind of in a little bit of shell shock that I'd made, made history. You got into bed that night and you go, oh, right, yeah. I'm going to dominate the UAPGA <laughs> circuit now. But that is amazing. And I, what, what do we put that down to? I mean, there have been female teaching professionals, Olivia, out here in the UAE in the past. You've come out, you're new out here. This was, I believe, your third event. So you mm-hmm. wasted no time getting off the mark. I think the guys need to up their game. I mean, I think it's just trying to find time in between. You know, we have quite hectic coaching schedules. We, we work long hours. Um, but it's just finding that kind of sort of 10, 15 minutes in between. Or, you know, on your days off, like I play a lot um, with my colleagues on my days off um, on Thursdays. And just trying to kind of keep your game going, you know, because it's easy to let it go when you're coaching long hours. Um, so, yeah, I would just say just keeping it ticking along put this into layman's terms because let's be frank there'll yeah. be a lot of people driving home they're thinking right why are the guys talking golf how big a deal is this we say you're the first female that to me seems like a big deal but break it down for us in layman's terms to people that don't follow the pga order of merit how big of a deal is it i, I would say it's a big deal i think it's for for girls and women who are looking to take up the sport i think it hopefully will encourage them to want to take it up yeah. you know and it'll be like especially younger women you know it's perceived as it's kind of an older people's sport but you know young athletic people can take it up you know anyone can take it up really so hopefully someone seeing you know me um winning it a girl a young 15 year old girl might want to say okay i, I want to take that up so hopefully that will encourage girls well, what else would you say to female golfers? Because you were talking about the perceptions of golf. But why is it something that you think that women should be a little bit more interested in? 
I think it's I think it's a very social game. Mm. I think it's um, you know, and, and as women, we like to you know go for coffee and chat, and and golf is very much social. Like you go out, and it's not just playing. It's you know having a natter with your mates and um, just having fun, really. Right. Absolutely. And in terms of what's next, in terms of perhaps tournament invites, I know that the ladies' golf event is around the corner. It was the Faldo course that you actually competed on, Olivia. The 69 that you shot was on the host venue of the Dubai Moonlight Classic, mm-hmm. the Amiga Dubai Moonlight Classic, which is obviously in early November. Are there any hopes you're harboring of maybe participating in that, maybe getting an invite to play in that one? I mean, we'll see. I think um, time will tell. So um, we've still got two and a half weeks, I think, till the tournament. So um, we'll see. Hopefully I'll be playing in the Pro-Am. But yeah, it it would be an absolute dream to be able to play in in a Ladies European Tour event. You you were saying as well, off-air, Olivia, that you enjoyed an awful lot of sports growing up. Mm -hmm. What was it about golf? You've already touched on the social aspect of it. You were clearly a very talented young lady playing the sport. But what has it brought you over, what, 12 years now Mm -hmm. you've been playing? Why the sport of golf? I think it's probably because it's the closest to closest to life. I think it just. Te- I mean, for me, I grew up a lot quite quickly playing golf. Um, I didn't really fit in in school massively, um, and golf kind of gave me gave me that. Yeah, you know, I had yeah exactly, and that outlet and I had the friendships. I had friendships with you know, I'd, I'm friends with the ladies back home at my golf club who were in their seventies, and and I still keep in contact with them. And I think it's allowed me to mature and to be able to interact with different people from all sorts of walks of life. You know, it's not just my my particular age group. I think I've had to mature quite quickly. And um, it's led me to travel to so many amazing places. And, and I'm very grateful for the game of golf. And I hopefully, in my coaching, can give, you know, what I've received from golf back to my students. Talk to us about, if you can, Olivia, the local golfing kind of market here if you, if you want to call it that the interest in it we know that there's been a bit of a, a pickup in the interest mm. in playing golf chris is a, a fine example <laughs> of that he is a new Sonal's golfer guilty as well. sonal is also taking golf lessons. <laughs> so all three of us are avid golfers it's fair to say but but actually locally there has been a bit of a spike yes. in golf and, and the rounds being played this summer i know obviously because people are not traveling and and golf offers a bit of a a, a bit of a sort of a, a kind of safe way to escape yes. from the confines of the four walls i would say yeah definitely i mean with uh, corona and people you know trying to keep their distance i think golf is one of those sports that you can play from a distance um and i don't know i just think we've had we've had we had a, a massive massive turnout for we had a ladies day a few a few weeks ago and and it was full and we've had you know i think i, t- I teach 10 ladies groups now over 50 ladies and um and yeah i've got a girls group that i coach on a weekend uh, so yeah, it's it's really nice to see more people who wouldn't necessarily pick up the game picking it up, and also through word of mouth. Yeah, Sonal asked you this question, and I'm going to pinch this question. So yeah. thank you, Sonal. She asked you this off air. How important is it for you? You've been here now since January, so we're now approaching what ten months or so. How is how important is it for you, Olivia, to see more girls and women pick up the sport of golf? Massively important. I think girls shouldn't feel afraid to conflict like, I mean it, it gives I give the example this week you know I should they shouldn't be afraid to compete against men and to feel like they can compete against men I think it's quite a daunting thing but they shouldn't they should you know want to pick up golf I mean it's a great sport it's social it's athletic it should be an attractive sport and I think 
hopefully this will encourage more girls to, to can, can I to. ask how many WhatsApps from your <laughs> from the ladies that you're, you're teaching from the young girls you were saying you've got a yeah. lovely group of, of girls between ages of 10 and 13 yes how much are you now an inspiration? We've talked about it, Robbie and I and, and Sona, we've been doing this show for two years. I've been in sport with ARN for over six years. The amount of youngsters that say the lack of heroes in this part of the world, people that they can genuinely go up to, talk, communicate with, look up to and aspire to be. Not to put too much pressure on your young shoulders, but <laughs> that must be a great feeling as well that you now, for your young little girls that are taking up the sport, they can look up to you, they can aspire to be you because you've done it. Yeah, I think it's... I th- hopefully they, they can look at me and think she's done that and what, if she's done that then I can do that so I hope the girls can, can oh, get some can. inspiration from you're that you're being too sure. modest sure. you absolutely can can I just ask Olivia what, how did the other pros how did your competitors react <laughs> to this victory were they happy for you yeah very very happy I got a lot of um, good I mean a lot of them had to shoot off because they were coaching in the afternoon but I got a lot of messages from people the group chat was going off saying thank you, you know, well played, um, Olivia. So yeah, it was really nice, good, good positive response. Does it does it rekindle in you a kind of a, a desire to play more competitive golf? Because obviously you're a coach first and foremost, but obviously when you go around in an event like that, you shoot a 69 and you win a tournament, that tells you something. Definitely. I mean, I think it it kind of made me kind of go back to when I was playing in college and. Uh, I had I actually had like four birdies on the trot and you know when you feel like you're kind of in a bit of a rhythm you know you're gonna go low um and it was just such a great feeling to feel that again and no definitely I'd love to still compete at a high level and um professionally so that's still not out of the out of the question to for me. dream of getting into that rhythm Olivia you talk about that as if it's so easy I don't think I've had <laughs> a rhythm birdie. for you is two pars in a row isn't <laughs> it Chris that- that's it, Robin. I actually got two pars in a row today, so I was delighted. But that's a, that's a story for another day. In terms, you were just mentioning off-air as well, the growth of the female game. You were saying there about more women and more girls taking to the sport. Mm-hmm. But professionally as well, we're up now to five female professionals teaching yes. in the U. Yeah. That's incredible in itself as well. Yeah, we have, um, we have two new female pros down at Jamira Golf Estates, uh, Anna Kay Strobach and Leah Puyard. And uh, they joined the team about four weeks ago. So uh, it's really exciting to have them on. Anna Kay is actually one of my teammates from college. We played college golf together. So it's nice to have her and have a bit of college over here in Dubai as well. It's nice to have friends over, but uh, I take it you're all competing against one another. Yeah, on our days off, we definitely all... There's a... few matches going on behind the scenes <laughs> definitely yeah it's brilliant uh, and how for you your own experience of getting into golf because I think a lot of people would say one of the things that holds them back or deters them initially is it's quite difficult to get to a level you've got to put in a lot of time and effort to get to a point where you can actually go out and enjoy a round of golf and I think that's a stumbling block for a lot of people when they're trying to get into the sport for you your experience of it how did you overcome that and what do you say to encourage people to kind of stick with it when they're on the driving range and they're just getting a bit frustrated if they are a beginner? I think it's I think the key is to just find people that you can practice and play with that you enjoy spending time with because golf can be quite solitary and if you've got those people that you can enjoy it with then it makes practice fun it makes play fun so then you actually are more encouraged to then go practice more and then play more and train harder and if you've got people that you're trying to beat all the time then you know you're always striving for more so any views on what can be done more locally i, I know price is, is pretty prohibitive and, and that's the the gripe certainly as a scotsman 
and I hear a lot of my mates say the price and you know I always have to say to them well listen you're playing on some of the best manicured courses not just in the Middle East anywhere on the planet you know you just have to whether it's Emirates Jumeirah Golf Estate so many courses to reference it could be Dubai Hills it could be the Trump the courses are immaculate so you pay top dollar what more can be done though from what you see how do we make it how do we bridge that gap to maybe get more people into the game what more can be done do you think I think honestly well social media definitely and um, online I think because kids are all going online now especially with (laughs) with coronavirus you know kids are learning distant distant learning I think reaching them from um, social media uh, and seeing other younger athletes perform well and getting that exposure hopefully will encourage them to to want to take up the sport and and speaking of online a lot of coaching has also moved online not just in golf but in sport in general a lot of people i think through this whole pandemic have accelerated that move which i think was inevitable probably anyway with all the apps now that you have whereby you can coach remotely yes is that something that appeals to you or do you feel that there needs to be some kind of in-person contact definitely i mean it's it you when you've had regular contact with a student you kind of know their tendencies so when they're sending you a video you can give them similar feedback like or maybe just a certain drill um but if it's someone new it's it's definitely better to see them in person i find but um yeah no definitely uh social media and doing everything online is definitely move is the way the the game's moving forward now what i always and listen i'm, I'm a bit of a convert i've got to be honest with you olivia i used to always poke fun <laughs> tongue-in-cheek, very much in jest, just to get a reaction out of the man sitting to my left, Robbie Greenfield. But one thing that I still don't think golfers, and it's maybe moving in the right direction, some of the rules are still very much archaic. Let's be frank about that. There was a big hoo-ha, again, for anyone that doesn't follow golf, I can't quite believe I'm about to say this, but there was a hoo-ha in the last week or Last two weeks? Week or last so? Last week, I think it was. Last week, BMW. over a player wearing a hoodie. Yes, that's right, folks a hoodie <laughs> what on earth what did you make of that and where are we going it's 2020 for goodness sake yeah I personally I don't see any issue with it I mean when I was growing up people weren't allowed to wear jeans in the clubhouse and now that's changed um, you know if we're going to appeal to a younger audience we have to appeal to the audience in a you know it has to be more attractive in what we're wearing you know it can't be restrictive so um, I personally don't agree with the hoodie like people saying yeah. that the hoodie is a bad there we thing. go that's you told Rob there you go hey listen I, I'm all for it that's fine <laughs> I, I said I said I can't believe golf is even having this discussion the fact that there are people out there who are against it just shows that there is still some way to go but also and I keep banging this drum Olivia you've got to back me up here and you obviously carry that professional credence that I do not but it is an athletic sport mm-hmm. for anyone who says it isn't that's absolute nonsense because it is uh, the golf swing itself is an athletic move mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, I train five days a week in the gym for golf. So, uh, if anyone says that, it's it's a complete complete lie. You look at the athlete, you look at the pros on on tour, and they're all in the gym every day. Um, they're lean and fit and strong. What have you made of Bryson DeChambeau? And I know we're getting a bit we're getting a bit niche here, but okay. There's a guy out there on tour. If you're not familiar with him, he has gone into the gym and he's added something like 30 pounds of muscle or something. I mean, he looks a bit bizarre, to be quite honest. He looks very bizarre. Um, but he <laughs> uh, he, he looks like a prize bull who's been led out. For, so he's got shoulders now the size of a man who appears in Mr. Olympia and is not a golfer but he has recently won a big tournament yes. and it seems to be paying dividends Definitely. and he's, he's hitting the ball further than, than most of his peers. What do you make of that? Is that 
is that a good thing for golf to be yeah, getting involved definitely. in? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's as I said, it's it's always been perceived as this old person sport. So to, to see someone who's young and and fit and strong hitting it, you know, three hundred plus yards, and well, driving par fours is <laughs> pretty impressive. So um, definitely. I know where I'm going wrong. Then it's the gym <laughs> where I need to head. Uh, James has been in touch. We're getting a lot of questions in for you. Last one from me on this. He is asking, a little bit tongue-in-cheek, now that you are a winner, now that you're a trailblazer, now that you are a first female to win on the PGA Order of Merit out here in the UE, can you start charging more for lessons? Is that, in your, is that, is that planned? Mm, we'll have to see how I do in the next few tournaments. <laughs> I love the honesty. Oh, brilliant stuff. And when is the next tournament, just out of interest? Um, I think we're playing Alhambra next week. Okay, we're yeah. going to keep our eyes peeled out for results in that one. Olivia, how can people get in touch with you? They want to book a lesson if they're in, interested in uh, in coming down to the Peak Cowan Academy to find out what it's all about. If you give a ring to Emirates Golf Club Academy, um, they can book a lesson in. Fantastic. Oh, look at you old school. This was a chance to plug yeah. your yeah, Instagram. On. My Instagram, if you guys want to follow me, is Liv Jackson Golf. All Brilliant one. stuff. Do well, that. listen, Olivia, many congratulations Fantastic. for that historic success. I'm sure there'll be many more tournament victories to come. And I'm sure this is not the last time we will be badgering you to appear on our radio show. (laughs) Olivia, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Olivia Jackson, Dubai, uh, and a a history, a trailblazer here for UAE PGA female professionals in the region. More tournaments to come for Olivia, more wins in her future, I'm sure. This is Off Script with Chris, Sonal and Robbie on Dubai Eye 103.8. Join the conversation. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.